welcome everybody to Floating with Life. My name is Zach Snyder. Thank you for joining us. still make their way on the tour bus. And so I didn't want to go golfing, but uh, I still put on my first effort. So I set me out to do actual golf. And my whole next day, uh, my actual work day, my buddies tell me that, hey, you meet us here at this uh, Ski Ritz golf course. I pull up, and it's like mini golf, immediately like mini golf. And I'm like, Good. Uh, but I remember it worked two times, and immediately 
diet recently, I guess I should change it up right now, I've been really venturing into ice tea, it's funny how a little bit of time just passes and you can't tell, you just don't know what the person is, you know, there's someone who was like, hey, I'm not really much for sweets, ice cream is alright, but I'm not really someone who drinks ice tea, and recently, uh, she, looking in the mirror, is someone who drinks ice tea, so I, I've been going to like, Saying if you live in Owasso, obviously you can't drink ice tea. It's not even a thing. But <laughs> when, it, when it's open, man, you know, like four or five months out of the year, tap. And, it, and when I say tap, I mean the drive through is three blocks, you know, people are crowded around the place. You can't go in, but tap, it's tap. Everyone wants to go there. So I think that's kind of like, I don't know, I'm free, so I don't care. I get, obviously, I get I'm honest here by going to the local Odyssey. There's nothing nothing better than tacos dipped with some caramel and whipped cream. It's a good time. Two something is a good time. And I'm working it out. So if you're there in town, you gotta come see me. But that ice tea tacos. So I've been getting that a few times. Sometimes it's like an everyday thing. So then one day you kind of get ideas as, as I come to you through whatever. We don't know who it is. But I think believe that all the ideas are coming from this book here that you got stolen from me. Because I wrote down a lot of stuff. And stuff. Who's, who's telling me to get iced tea? So I think ideas are just coming. to hold on to that no hitter for you know for a while. Or do anything else. Or breakfast items. That I don't know anything about. Barring maybe cereal. But I don't know. <laughs> Matt Taylor, you don't eat ice cream at all. Or do you yeah, on a front time basis? Do you eat it at for meals? Dylan, our regular person does. Uh, unless it gets really hot and you sweat a lot. Which could happen. So recently I've I've tasted it and For six bucks, man, this is phenomenal. That's three ice cream sundaes at McDonald's. Two would be I've had probably five of these sundaes that I've, ha- I've made at my own house. It's just so much stuff. Now, if you do it, man, there's lots of ice cream options, so it's going to be wherever you do it. 
didn't have a lot of ice cream. And so we took a really long rabbit trail to get to Point Reyes. And yesterday when I was, you know, having fun on my birthday, my stomach was just not great. And uh, my my buddy's girlfriend, Kenzie, was like, maybe it was the berry. Because there was so much cheese in the burger, you couldn't have the burger anymore. And then we went out and got Culver's ice cream. It was like, you had a lot of berries last week. And I got thinking, like, I had a lot of berries last week. Ice cream is like always a thing. So maybe it's just because you had a lot of berry over the last couple of years. <laughs> and so then I had ice cream again for breakfast this morning. a little crabby when I was uh, golfing, and then just this, this right away, time's crazy. Today is a month ahead of us. I'm 24 now. <laughs> Actually, I'm 48, I guess is what I'm saying. But this is a just masterpiece of fucking day. And you couldn't have done it better. The burger was just so phenomenal, a nice crisp on the bottom. So much flavor, butter, tartar salt, seasoned salt, MC, all the sodiums down in there. Just so much beautiful flavor. Toasted buns. I think there was a homemade sauce. It isn't quite mac sauce, but it's something different. You can eat that. I don't know. Caramelized onion. I hate crunchy onions. It was such soft. so loaded and so saucy, I love that. I was adding like a little bit more of the sauce and the onions as I kept eating the burger, and it's probably just because of that. You know, when you're eating something really good and you don't want to eat all of it because you don't want to eat all of it, it just keeps ripping it in you. It's, it's a bit of a sad thing, but 
all good things come to an end, so you have to be prepared with a bunch of I'll tell you what, I've had some good burgers in my life. There's this place up in my birthplace of Sault Ste. Marie. It's called Rasteur, and it's just a thick, juicy, Velveeta cheese. I asked him one time, I said, what kind of cheese are you guys using? Because I knew it wasn't, I knew that it wasn't what everyone else was doing there. And they were like, oh, it's Velveeta cheese. I'm like, really? Because it's, it's so melty. Even though obviously it's wrapped up in like cheese is going to be melty in comparison to that, but I was like, "Are you kidding?" But it's so good. That's the kind of like burger I like. So anyway, yeah, this burger uh, that Sam made and she also made a turkey maybe a year ago or so. Where she had she had dipped you know some suicidal butter, you know, picking the fat side a lot, doing her thing, and I requested a raised steak, she was like, I never made a raised steak before, and I was like, hey baby, and I was right before she said, that is also one of the best chicken steaks I've ever had, she got a lot of comments from some other people that said something similar, but she was the one that made it, so I definitely have to give her my Good stuff happening in life here. I was recently chatting with somebody about seven something that I know, and they're like, "Oh, you should try this out." And I'm not someone who's always gonna be like, "Okay, here, here's that done." But sometimes it's necessary, right? Sometimes you gotta kind of just like get it done, or like that that shit happens once in a while. It's something where. I don't know if you've heard other times that I've said something that just happened once in a while. And it's like, 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 snap that. If you're like a kid using Google now, you know, <laughs> you're seeing it on the screen. But that, that snap always, always makes noise ever since I was a little kid. But recently, I, I said something that was so... really special. This is something that's like so good that I can't even remember what it was because the really important thing that happened right afterwards that I really traumatized by definitely made that special was that I snapped my finger no motherfucking songs songs are made no song was made by my finger did one of them lose their voice, or did both of them lose their voice at the same time? I don't. I don't know. I've never had a instance before where I snapped my fingers and the sound came out. I know people that can't listen. I think snapping and listening are very similar to do. There's these things that some people like can't just can't do. I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff. It's not like my initial. It's it's not it's not like pivotal. Chucky the other morning on his laptop playing with his school on the way to school in the morning. And I was kind of like, you know, I'm sitting at home and thinking, watch this. I 
it was media before it's all killing all these people. And then one day he forgets his laptop. And he starts laughing like an idiot. And they're like, hey, what? Keep that behind you every day because I watch Chucky. And he's like, oh, you want to see Chucky? I'll show you Chucky. And just starts acting out the entire movie. That's the kind of sociopath that we're dealing with. Like Tom Segura. And then someone very equivalent to that laptop one time had snaps. So I've always known how to do those things. But one time, recently, very recently, I did it, and it malfunctioned, and my fingers lost their voice. And I was really laughing, but then I did it immediately afterwards, and I was like, I hope it was that bad. So I was like, you know, this is going to be fun now. You guys don't know how to make me laugh. And then <laughs> I uh, put two together, whatever it is, seven. Something's going on. Fixing. I did not like it. So I said, okay. So the snaps back, and like I started saying, I apologize. I had this same project in the UP as a, as a young child, baby. Uh, I was up in the secret main area. I was about to have sex with Miss Nikki. And my mom, every once in a while, used to make jokes that stated things. Like when she was younger and she was first telling people, her friends and whatnot that she was going to UP. They were worried about her. They were concerned because they were like, are they running water up there? Like, is there electricity? And I never, uh, I, I, I didn't know if my mom was being serious or if she was joking or just what that was about, but she would say that kind of stuff until recently. It was confirmed by a debate that I had so episode one, if any of you guys remember, I told this 29-year-old YouTube person that I'm still, I told her that I was initially selling pizza. And she's like, oh, God, I hate pizza. I could never. I said, I know. I know. <laughs> I said I was going to UP. <laughs> but we were talking about UP. We just said camping. Same. And she was like, I, yeah, I've, I, I've just always heard shit that, like, there's no electricity or water. And I was like, how does my mom used to say that when I was a kid? Where are these stories coming from? I said, I was in the UP. I wasn't Amish. And we're religious, so I wasn't Amish. Okay, this is insane. So people obviously have this weird idea of what the UP is. I didn't know this, but it's, it's, it's a real thing. And I love camping, so the fact that you don't want to go to the UP because you hate camping, is, it seems like more of a you thing. Camping's fun, though. Getting out there in the, the wilderness in a tent or some shit. Man, me and my brothers used to stay in our parents' pop-up campers in the backyard just because that was cooler than being in a bed being in a bunk bed that we did every night, like, it, it was kind of fun because we had bunk beds, but you normal shit that you do never did get paid, you know, so camping is very non-essential. We stayed at work for a couple of days, and I'd be out there cooking stuff and really doing anything on a Saturday, and uh, you know, the marshmallows, all that stuff. 
this one one time in this little uh, little state park and just played baseball with some random kids. And, of course, they were very impressed by how good we were, but it's like, man, I wish we could get to Wisconsin. six, seven years old, maybe ten. I want to say maybe like 19, but I don't know. Adults can be a little smoky. And when I say a lot, I mean they were good. Um, I hadn't run in any little bit like that yet. And not sure that I had yet. Uh, but then I definitely didn't. And so with so many smokies coming into my mouth, coming in my, coming in my mouth? No. All these little weenies just coming in my mouth. Later that night, man, just tossing and turning, can't move, you know, hurting. And I think I was sharing a bed with him that night. Poor lady. Uh, threw up on the bed, probably on her too. And would I have shared that with a kid if I was uh, growing up? Like, yeah, I guess I'll share a bed as a, as a camping and trying to save room. And then uh, you're doing the right thing and trying to be nice and trying to be a, a good adult. And then you get... Are you trying to sleep? No, I have a plan to get you know five buckets out and just drop you off. So, yeah, a lot of smoking uh, threw my love and and threw in my mouth. So that's uh, it's tough, man. But I I do love camping. not super acquainted with, right? They're obviously don't have a problem with, but as a, as a kid who grew up in a Christian school, you don't know a lot about it. You're actually taught that it's like, you know, no 
And the other ones are foreign to you. That's part of it. So I love growing up seeing that. chicken, you put the fucking chicken in the bread, fry it, put it in that sauce, and then they put some orange peels on top, you know, or some red pepper flakes for the general style people, or some damn sesame seeds for the sesame chicken people. I love that about the Chinese people. <laughs> they use the same sauce most Chinese places.
all day. Do people realize that it just takes one shot to forget it? Are you are you set? And forgive me, and forgive me, uh, chat community, but I swear it was deep in my family. My grandmother was Nick Cage's wife. Sweetest, quirkiest old lady, but man, she loved her son. Towards the end of her life. three cats inside, but I was never married. Grandma had to be in touch with other cats, two cats, but she did. And that's the first time I could feel a love for children. And every morning, hey, how are the children? Hey, Dad. And that's where they are. But mine's beautiful, too, so I don't know how long it's going to last if I don't figure out this little kink thing. Because everybody else has a This, uh, the part where we're supposed to just lay there and act like we're asleep until we actually fall asleep, that's when we get weird. I, I never understood it with, as a kid. I remember so many times just being at, at, at my being awake all night where I just, and so it was like wee hours in the morning. And that's why I was always like hating mornings, man, because I couldn't fall asleep. Such a hard time to sleep. I had insomnia every episode, but I had it for a week last year. Haven't had it since, and I, I eventually fall asleep. But it is a very weird thing to say, and you don't get it. And I'm sure it is. I feel like it's it's kind of a one in five, one in six type thing. Like, or or uh, maybe I'll always say that. But sleep is a weird thing. But like I said, you're just laying there waiting for this. Shit to switch like for for me to go from a state that I'm always and to just letting my brain go into this fairy tale realm where the universe takes me into a different dimension that movies that aren't real but I'm in them. It's a fascinating thing, man, and I wish I was better at it. I wish I could fall asleep quicker and deeper and longer. I took two to four little gummies of melatonin in a prescribed amount or whatever to sleep because they, I don't know, they just sleep better. So I, I tried the melatonin on the first night, so I was like, man, I'm going to just try this for another month to do it. So I took a lot of melatonin. I took a third of the gummies, and I was like, my eyes started drooping. I went to this fucking after I was playing on Sunday and I was like, God, 
I can't sleep. And she didn't sit down. Well, first of all, can you wait for me to announce the guy? And they finally let you back in. And she gets in the room with me, man, and she doesn't sit down. She's standing up the entire time, talking 100 miles an hour, not listening to me, just asking me these basic, basic questions. And she's taking so much more interest in what I'm doing. And then she's saying, like, hey, man, it's like this bullshit. And she goes, all right, can you run through the prescription for melatonin? And I go, bitch, I've tried the melatonin. Listen to me. I can't sleep. I need something to, like, knock me out. I need some fucking Valium or something. And she's like, oh, okay. I'm not going to listen to you for the homework. <laughs> I was like, dude, she's just going to fucking chill out. She's, she's, you know, seeing 300 pictures in a day, she's out to get it. But it's like, I'm a person who can't sleep. Sit down and be with me for a second so I know the words I say. Because <laughs> I am not sure how much value I'm doing. And she finally was like, all right, I can take Valium. It's bullshit. She's had an anti-anxiety. So I take it the first night. was like, dude, if I don't get to sleep, then I guess I'll die, right? Is that what happens when you don't sleep? Like, I just want to die. It was weird. So I said, dude, I, I just can't sleep. So from there, it's just kind of where it starts. We may be able to eventually have cell brackets that work when I drop off the patient. Sometimes I'll be super tired and I can take a nap and can fall asleep in the middle of the day if they say okay. And sometimes it's 3 a.m. and I gotta be up at 6 and I'm like, oh, I might just fall asleep again. Does that sound familiar? Let's see my hand up. It is less to 10 and it's not coming up. Okay, let me see if it's coming up. You ever do the uh, green and Green noise, white noise, bullshit. And you're like, what the fuck is making me fall asleep again? Sounds like the TV is still on, but the cable's off. Fuck. I'm back in the book. I need to stop doing that. So anyway, I was listening to my parents on Tuesday. And I was like, man, so many people probably know Tommy's on the Tuesday about this block of, like, actual cheese that it really is. Not this white powder that's in a stick somewhere. Because, you know, you have Olive Garden, and there's the flavorless uh, cheese right in front of you, and just go until your tongue stops. But I always, as a kid, man, I was always on that fucking bar of bullshit. And I'm on my cheese, and it's delicious, man. It's changed in my life, though. I think it's just. some sort of a fucking force for any amount of time. And the more people that I'm with, it's not bad because we're all in this together, but alone, you have to go to the store, it's a hit for me. Sometimes, though, when there's, like, when you were a kid, you know, when your mom would make you a Nutella bun and fucking stuff in the cool, especially if you're like, very young, but you go up to the checkout, and then you start putting the shit on the conveyor belt, and 
your mom was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that one thing. Hold on. Just just stay here and keep loading your shit on the conveyor belt. And you're like, what? You're going to leave me here alone? You're just going to go and get some r- ready whip because you forgot it? And I've been in the store for three and a half hours. <laughs> and you're like, shit, and you're, you're there alone. Beep, beep. And you can make like a clean bed and your mom's nowhere to be found. <laughs> you're like, dude, you've got to get back to that ready whip because... I don't know what to do. I don't got the card. I don't got any money. I got my strawberry money at home in my piggy bank trying to buy an Xbox. But, dude, if, if, if it gets to me and this old lady who just wants to go on a smoke break, she doesn't want to be here, man. She just wants to go outside and smoke a cigarette or two. <laughs> Not the beeper on the machine is a smoker, too, because she, she's the one who's using it. Your mom better get her ass up here because I'm going to start scanning this fucker out. You don't got any money, goddammit. I know you don't got any money, kid. Those are, those are some of the most stressful moments when, when your mom finally said, or when, she, or when she would tell you to go get it. Can you go get the cool whip? <laughs> You're going to need to give me a map. I have no idea where to go at all in the store. Especially. Some of you know, yeah, there's about seven and a half people watching this podcast, honestly. You're going to kill me. And uh, I I am someone who has made short films and movies in my life and TV. So every once in a while, you know, I'll watch a movie. And I've even seen a lot of movies. I'm not a real fanatic. I'm not a fan of anything in movies. Uh, like Jordan Peele, I was listening. But, you know, I, I've seen enough. 
Jesus Lord we pray for him come Lord this morning and speak to our hearts God Father we make it more in the future when we take him home next week but right now in this moment we thank you for who he is so my buddy Colin Silver has made some YouTube videos for me in the past um, and I heard somebody of them from Eric Carden video who you know Eric Carden who's great we talk about it every once in a while and I say every once in a while while I mean pretty often so movies we watch movies every once in a while we're both big fans of movies I've seen then we watch Joker Joaquin Phoenix and that kind of woke us up to our especially me to a whole new style of filmmaking that was 160 degrees different that's how it felt at first in the in the midst of all the Marvel and DC bullshit with our daily our daily real movies but both of us really connected over that movie watch movies every once in a while a couple years ago we have an actor that we like we both like and we've seen him in some movies called Damon it's a Jason Bateman movie uh, very similar style to Joker but the motherfucker who directed the movie Jeff Johns um, he plays a character named Jerry in the movie Johnny Depp plays Spider-Man and he becomes not trying to spoil the movie, but he becomes a, a big character, so keep an eye on Jerry. He's, this is how, how we like him. He became iconic because he became a, a fucking biggest character throughout that movie because he's like in jail so much. But Jerry is Spider-Man in general. You know, we got Jay-Z advertising people to kick stars and get their house and all these silverware and shit. Jerry's a funny name in general. Caleb Silver played... Um, a character in, in one of my short films where he had a Batman costume on and his name was Jerry. And it was, it was funny as all fuck up. So, um, so Jesse Plemons plays this character and Jay Mo named Jerry. Colin remembers him from Like Mike. So he's like, oh, oh yeah, I love this guy. He's fucking hilarious. So, so we're, you know, one night we're going to take out a movie to watch and Colin remembers that he was in it. Jesse Plemons was in it. And uh, what was this movie called? Man, it was some weird... Um, I don't even remember <laughs> what the movie was called. Ah, uh, it was called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Very provocative title, you know, in a sporting setting. So, yeah, so we found this movie on Netflix. Jesse Plemons is playing this character named Jake. There's this movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And it was a very abstract artistic movie that uh, you know you really have to pay attention to and then also you have to be willing to interpret what the hell you're watching to yourself like you have to give it your own take on it so I'm watching this movie and it was something that Colin wanted to watch I know for a fact he wanted to watch this movie because his man Jerry was in it now yes our man but I think he liked Jerry a little more than us so Jesse Plemons is in it. It's a funny movie. It's pretty great. It's got it's got our attention, but like I said, it's very artistic. It's very artistic. You gotta really like watch it to get the point. So for the first half of the movie, you know, we're talking. He's asking me questions as usual, and I'm like, man, I'm watching the same movie as you are. That's why I kind of like Jerry's a little bit more. And people are like, dude, I thought Jerry was the one that was bad. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what's bad is people asking me what's happening as I'm sitting right in the middle of the movie. I'm, I'm watching this 
opportunity to do that. Now, do I maybe have a better idea than you? Yeah. Is that because instead of trying to figure it out, you'd rather just ask me? Yeah. So there's a lot of layers to that, but at the end of the day, it's annoying for someone to always ask. And unless you can have that, that ability to pause it, questions, we probably will pause the entire time, and uh, we're having a good time as usual, it's funny, it's, it's annoying to keep asking questions, and um, we're about three quarters of the way through the movie, and it's really like, man, I don't want to say that it's out, like, what is going on here, because there's so much, like I said, abstraction, shit that's open for interpretation, but it's, it is very interesting, entertaining, he's a great actor, Jesse Plemons is phenomenal. So we're three. We're about three quarters of the way through this movie, and we're at some point where maybe I ask him a question just about like how he's feeling, or we're just tr- just trying to be interactive, maybe. And I don't hear an answer back from him. So I look over on the couch, and this motherfucker's out cold, baby. Yep, he's out cold. And I'm like, well, I'm knee deep in this fucking movie. I might as well get to the end of it. I might as well get to the end figure out what's, what's going on here. So we're, uh, as he's watching it, and um, it's, it's over a two-hour movie, and I'm so glad that so much of my time was invested into this project, and we get to the scene that is a one-man uh, musical performance. Jesse Plemons, the main character, is doing this one-man show type thing that seems like he's being really reflective to the end of the movie. He's an old man now. People in the audience are all dead. It's like a dream type sequence where you just kind of figure, like, this is this is the last scene. I didn't even know it was the last scene, but I had a feeling because of the scene that we were that was just coming on the screen. It was weird. It was like, okay, we're going to find out something, I guess, and then it's going to be over. And I was very interested to, like, hear what he was going to be saying when he was singing and stuff and what this last scene was going to be. And then my buddy Colin wakes up. Hey, guys, this movie's still going. I'm like, bro, you've been asleep for half of it. And he's like, yeah, this movie kind of confused me. I didn't really understand it. And I was like, yep, it, it definitely has been. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there. And I'm, you know, just getting myself soaking in. I, I, I had a feeling this is it. It's the last scene. And then, all of a sudden, he starts reading. Colin starts reading. And he's reading the explanation of what the movie is. He's reading somebody's article who had an interview with the director with the motherfuckers that were working on the staff and shit and got their opinions and their motivation and their inspiration. And he was reading what the movie was about. As I'm still sitting there, two hours into the movie, knowing this is the last scene, if not one of the last scenes, and it ended up being the last scene. And he's reading the explanation. Oh, so this is because of this, and he he really meant this, and he was feeling this, and this person really didn't die. This, this is only in his head. When you 
better believe not to be able to overkeep paradise. <laughs> overkeep it. I said, hey, man, you were asleep most of the movie. You woke up and you started reading the explanation. And I'm on the very last scene of the movie that I've been sitting here watching the entire fucking time. And I think at that point he just, bu- he just busted out laughing because he realized that was kind of a dick move. It was funny, but kind of a dick move. And also he just thought, no one's into this movie, right? Because I've been sleeping too long. He's also experiencing through his eyes, through his ears, through the shit that we don't brush enough eyes anymore. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm starting to. I have access to this shit. I'm here watching this movie, seeing as much as I can, trying to figure it out, coming up with my own ideas of it without having a clue. Like, uh, like can you can you imagine me forgiving him for that? So I bring it up every once in a while, let him know. He still doesn't feel like he knows it. He still thinks it's funny. And, uh, you know, that, that's just that. It's sad you're never going to be able to come back to Earth again. I am not going to come back. You did that anyways. Um, Jesse Plemons is doing some weird movie. I'm going to say it was a opera. It was a one-man musical, I think. I actually, though, I paused it to see how much was left, and there was like one minute, uh, not one minute, but five minutes, and the credits were four minutes, you know, so it's like, this was the last one, and we were very close to like the last one, so really, you really fucked your shit up right there, you know, you really did, so, after that, though, you know, I can't, I can't do that, at the end of the day, it was funny. Instagram still photography on Instagram. He's trying to do his thing. I always, uh, always bullshit about my boy and don't give him the credit, but he's out there doing his shit. So fucking some beautiful waterfalls and animals and you know, cool shit like that. I enjoy seeing. I follow TikTok on Instagram. I know he does TikTok. Don't know where it fucking is, but it's beautiful. He's my homie. Life's good. Hold on to the people that you got, your friends, your family. You know, that's important shit, man. I'm 24 now, and uh, I just think about life every day. I think about what this whole life thing is. It's incredible. So I'm blessed to be doing it. It is damn fucking good. So life is legit. So I'm sure you guys can tell. Thank you for watching this episode. This has been a great one. We got some ideas for episode 5 and 10. This is 3. So we're going to keep pumping them out. Lots of good stories. And just shit that's happening. So uh, lots of good stuff in life is happening right now. You know, so subscribe to the channel. Follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever you like to do. If you like the audio version or just the video here on YouTube and whatever you guys like. So I'm excited to keep doing it. Some really cool things coming down the pipeline. So stay posted. Thank you again. I'm really, I'm really appreciative of the people that are listening to this podcast right now. Because it is 
growing so we're going to keep doing it and uh yeah there's happiness in the unknown i was going to say and i quote when i fucked it up there's happiness in the horizon